When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lafondra looking to get caught side of Fon. Lafondra away from David. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello. Welcome to Elm Park Rules podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. That sounds really repetitive as an intro, and yet the next bit of this podcast is also going to sound really repetitive because Reading lost away again, and it's like the 99th time in probably the last year that we've lost away from home. It's quite miserable. It's pretty shit. And if I'm honest, there's not really any new ways to describe it, Matt. Which isn't great no. for a podcast, I'll be honest. It's it's not. No, we're struggling here. Um, yeah, no, oh, if it was 99, it does feel like 99 losses, I have to say. But oh, it's just, it's just dismal. Like, I mean, there's, there's no other way to... to paint reading SC away from home you know uh, every single week you think it can't get worse it can't get worse it can't get worse and every single week it just continues to do so um you know and 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 it's got to the point where it's just so inevitable like you know you don't go to an away game hoping for a win not even for a draw to be honest because you know we've only got one one draw one point this calendar year away from home which is ridiculous we did have the discussion in the pub beforehand, Paul, with a uh, a neutral friend of ours who joined us yesterday who asked, oh, what, what kind of score prediction do you think you're going for today? And as Matt said, you go for the, well, if we get a, if we get a draw, that would be really good. And if by somehow a miracle we win, that would be incredible. And it does kind of feel at the minute that Reading are you know, in need of a miracle to get some kind of away points at the minute? Uh, I think it's beyond divine intervention. <laughs> I think it needs some kind of second coming of um, uh, the saviour, which, you know, we all know is Steve Koppel. And I'm not saying that Steve Koppel should come back. That is a joke, just as a warning. Uh, I don't know. It's just so depressing going, isn't it? Because you know what's going to happen. It's just a matter of which minute they're going to concede the first goal. And we're coming to the details of the performance, but you mentioned 99s, Alex, and I think we need to lighten this part up a little bit. What would be your favourite topping on a 99 ice cream? Or would you just go direct flake? Maybe some strawberry sauce. Oh, that's not a bad I'm shout. Going, I'm, I'm going strawberry sauce as well, yeah. But with a flake, with a flake as well. Yeah. yeah. Paul, come on. Share I, I can't really argue with any of those decisions that you've made. I think as a, as a podcast, we are united. <laughs> yeah. There you have it. Strawberry strawberry sauce is the best 99 topping. So if you are 99 available next season. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, if you're not getting strawberry sauce, then come on, reevaluate. Um, yeah, let's, let's look at the game. No, none of us really want to, but we'll look at it anyway. Uh, for the for the sake of for the sake of you guys listening out there, we'll look at the game and uh, discuss. Um, we played four two 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 Matt again yesterday. Uh, we did change it up slightly because 
Lewis Wing and Michael Craig on the central midfielders. And I was pretty pleased to see Michael Craig starting in central midfield, in all honesty. Because I think every time he's played so far, he's, he has impressed. And I was pleased to see he was he was out, he was in central midfield. Sam Smith started up front for his kind of secondary, second debut. Does it count as a second debut? What's the term for that? Um, and then obviously we've got Tyler Binden still out at right back with Yeardon suspended uh, still because of his red card at uh, Northampton. And then Nesta Guinness-Walker in at left back. I mean, on a scale of one to ten, where were you at with kind of the team selection? Um, I'll be honest, I didn't know the team selection at the time because I was a bit, I was a little bit drunk. Um, but but yeah, looking at it now, it gives me some it it gives me some optimism. Um, it's probably it's probably stupid to do so, but you know, you, Sam Smith being back is a positive, right? Um, I still don't know how him and Ia Bishman work up top together. Um, I always kind of feel it's going to be one of one of those two and not playing together because I kind of want Ballard to be that second striker um, or even potentially um, uh, Vickers, you know, in there. I just feel kind of Ia, Ia Bishman Smith, the kind of two big bully type strikers. I just don't think they work together. Um Craig in midfield, though, you know, we've spoken about him on podcasts, you know, past and um, kind of whenever he's played, he's he's always shown some real kind of quality and he's been calming influence in the midfield and he and likes to get forward. He's a real natural box to box, you know, midfielder. And that's kind of what 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 we were excited to see, I think, with him. But yeah, you know, I as much as you know you like it and kind of you like the players though you need to start getting the results with it right you know otherwise it's gonna it doesn't mean anything you know you could probably put the best players in the world in there and if it's not getting results it doesn't get results um ultimately the results are what matter of course the first half ball was it, it's really difficult i think to sum up reading's first half yesterday because I don't want to say the performance was good because ultimately we all know that we ended up losing the 4-0 and I'm not sure the performance even was that good in the first half. But I think it was kind of like passable, if that makes sense, because Charlton didn't really, I don't think, create anything. And Reading had a kind of few long-range efforts and they did pressure to to go, you know, go forwards. And we had, we had some crazy amount of corners. I think it was about eight corners in the first half or something. Um but neither team really looked like scoring, I don't think, in the first half. No, not really. I mean, there was the long-range shot from Lewis Wing that went over the bar. He also had another one that was tipped around the corner, which the goalie probably should save. There wasn't any clear-cut chances. Um, I'd love to say there was, but I can't remember also Charlton chance in the first half at all, really. No, um, I don't think Charlton. I, I think no, so... In that first period, um, it was okay, but it does give off the vibes of, I think it was Gomez at QPR. Apart from the goals, we were okay. <laughs> it's like, you can't really say that, can you? That's the problem. Paunovic? I, I, I can't say remember, was, was it Paunovic, Gomez? It was Paunovic, yeah. Paunovic. Yeah, okay, yeah. we've had so many managers, it's like... He's they lose kind of, track. Yeah, 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 it is. And, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Until that kind of like, even after the first goal, I don't it think we felt were that bad. But okay, it, 
right? Yeah. Like, I think I, I think the biggest thing for me is and how I've it's getting so annoying saying this because I mean it was the same for periods last year. Um, the moments that were on top in games, we just we, we don't, don't capitalize on them, no. and when you're not capitalizing on the moments when you're on top, you know you're now asking for for for, for luck to kick in. You know, I mean, and- let's let's look at the second half because the second half is the, obviously the main point of the game, Matt. Right, mm. and Reading, I think, were on top from the beginning of the second half up until they went one nil down, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, no, 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 I'd agree. And they should score during this point as well. Yeah, yeah you, because you, we, I, the, I, like, I'm trying to just get to these major points because none of us want to sit here and discuss this game for 50 minutes. And we should score, Matt. I reckon after half time, pretty much straight away from a corner. Harvey Nibs, I, yeah, I, 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 I think I, we've discussed Harvey Nibs on here a couple of times at this point, but I, like, he has to improve. His finishing he has to he's yeah. had two chances in in games from three or four yards out now and hasn't put either of them in the net and the one yesterday is, is really really poor it's a header from three four yards out from a corner it's a free header it's not even a contested header and he hasn't even put it on target yeah i like You've got to, you've got to do better. That like it's all well and good being good at pressuring and and you know having this link with Sam Smith that everybody's waiting for. But if a chance falls to you three yards out from goal, no matter what league you're in, you have to hit the target because otherwise, what's the like? Why? What's the point in in you being in that position? I would have scored that if I was at farther side. You know, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, and I think the ironic thing about it is that Charlton's first goal is actually kind of almost a carbon copy of that Nibs chance, apart from it's not from a corner. The the cross is very similar. The way Nibs finds himself in open space is very similar to the guy that scores for Charlton. And uh, it's, yeah, like I, I having... When you watch it back, it's just one of those that just gets worse and worse the more you see it. Um, it's I I don't know. I mean, even if you just bundle it in somehow off the chest, you know, you just can't miss from three yards. So one of those things, which I think we I saw a stat poll, which was that Reading haven't taken the lead now away from home since we won away last year against Hull in the league, which is now something like 1,700 minutes. I saw it was on Source Stat on Twitter yesterday about this. Reading are in, like, and I'm not even sure if it's Reading the team, but Reading fans are in desperate need of, of a moment of any kind of joy because it's not a case of, you know, it's not a case of, oh, we're going ahead in games and then collapsing or, you know, going ahead in games and then the other team equalising. There's nothing at the minute in terms of that like moment. Um, and I don't know if this is the case or not, but we almost need to see, and the, the team probably at this point need a goal where they take the lead just because none of us really know what they're going to do when they take the lead. We all say, oh, yeah, well, when we concede first, we lose. 
but that's because yeah. we don't score first. So we don't know what the other result is, right? Yeah, we know how it how it works out when you go and watch uh, Reading away. Um, you're going to lose. Uh, it's just a matter of how. But I totally agree. Uh, the team desperately, the, the team as well as the fans, desperately need a moment because the fans are just, they're just sick. They're just fucked off with everything, aren't they? There's nothing there at the moment. There's no hope. There's no little glimmer. There's no kind of moment. There's nothing there that makes you think, okay, so maybe in six months, maybe in a year, something's going to work out. It's just getting worse and worse and worse. And this season, we've slowly been in, you know, decline for the last few years. This season, we've gone into a death slide. It's been, in, it has been incredible. We have just completely collapsed. And for us to take so many fans there yesterday, despite us being so shit for so many years now away from home, really, we have not been good. Not just in this one year. I think it's amazing. Yeah, people are saying, oh, it's only in London. It's not that far away. But I've got to say the support from the, the fans has been sensational this season. And whatever people want to say about them, there's some toxicity, at the, obviously, at the end of the Leighton Orient game and all of that. But as a whole, I would say they've been absolutely amazing. You know, I, I just think... Just one moment. If we took the lead, they would get behind the team so much, so much. And they would back them all the way completely. Yesterday, you could feel it. Even when it went to 1-0, they were still trying to back the team. And then when it 2-0, it changed, which is understandable. But yeah, Alex, it's just something. I mean, you go to way more away games than me. So you've suffered enough as well, like many other Redden fans listening to this. Yeah, I mean, as you say, we, we're taking two and a half thousand fans. We haven't won for almost a year away from home. And I think fans are, you know, fans are there. They want to back the team. But ultimately, you can back the team to the end of the earth. And it, it doesn't really change what happened on the pitch. Like we all saw last year, we got relegated. People backed the team. 99% of the time last year. Yes, there was obviously Ince got sacked, but backing the team isn't going to change the results on the field for the most part. It, it, that isn't just isn't how it works. But people want to back the team. People want to get behind them. But they have to have something to get behind. There has to be a bit of hope and a bit of like, there just has to be something that we can like grab onto. Um, I mean, you can count our away wins in the last, you know, last couple of seasons on two hands. Like we've won what? Less than 10 in three years now, which is just a stupid number. Um, and to take 2,500 fans, yeah, and as you say, it is only in London. But to take 2,500 anywhere when you haven't won for a year is, you know, huge credit like to, to the fan base. It, we just need that one moment. Ideally, it would come in a game where we've got 2,500 people following us and not... 400 at Blackpool. Um, but you need that one moment, Matt, because that's you, we need something just to swing the momentum around mm -hmm. away from home. And I, I'm not saying it's going to be like, yeah, we take the lead and then we're going to win the five games in a row. But we need something just which will switch the mentality slightly within the fan base. We just need a point. As, as stupid as that sounds, you know, because we, we we talk about this record about we've not won away from home for nearly a year. I mean, we've barely got a point away from home 
in that year. You know, we, we've had two points, two points in 19 games away from home. 17. Oh, that, oh, that day at Ashton Gate when we got a point, eh? What, what a oh. glorious day in Reading FC history that is. Or, or even Norwich, Norwich away, you know, where, <laughs> like, blimey, 1-1. Both of them, I think, were 1-1s. Um, yeah, they they stick in my mind because they're, oh, God, that's just depressing as hell. But, like, yeah, it, it's it's not even it's not even the fact that, you know, that we're not winning. We just can't even not lose away from home. And oh, it's, it's just crazy. You know, everyone, I think, you know, will be thinking, oh, and even though we've come down, you know, but uh, it's just just give us something. Just give us something as fans to look at, to cling on to, to give us hope. Because, you know, there would have been a lot of fans that went yesterday that don't go normally. You you know, like myself and you, Alex, are the unpleasant, the mental illness seemingly of going to most of these bloody shit shows of games. But, you know, for example, with us yesterday, you know, you had my brother who hadn't hadn't been to a game for for about a year. Paul, who doesn't go to many games for, for, um, uh, you know, per year. How is how how are the how are the players supposed to get those fans behind them and make them want to follow this team when when you get hammered like that when you got it's just we are in such and yet a, the funny thing is though Matt is that with like yesterday despite the fact that all these people know that we aren't playing very well away from home there's still twenty five hundred people turning up so it's it's if, it's, it's, if a, it's a fair. Fight, you got to give fair dues to the to, to to the Reading fans, you know, if because they can what, find what, a way to improve good. things, hmm. that number is going to get bigger because people want to see winning football. I think fans deserve so much respect for what they've gone through. I mean, it's just insane. I mean, this is a club that's had twenty years in the championship. You could have watched this since a young child, and that's all you're used to, and now you're seeing just. I mean, it is terrible football, isn't it? Basically, every single week. We have won some games, but it is bad. I mean, League One is his own, is bad on its own. And I know Charlton fans listening to this, well done. You did win, you deserve to. But it's just such a low standard, isn't it? It's just horrible. Well, I mean, but, yeah. When we look at when we look at the first goal, which we conceded, Matt said it was, you know, a carbon kind of copy of the Nibs chance. And the defending on it is poor, isn't it? Like between between Binden, who isn't a right back, we don't need to get into that. I think everybody knows he's not a right back, um, and God knows why Salas is insisting on playing in there. Um, and Aziz letting the guy cross it in from the from their left hand side. You combine that with Guinness Walker's. I don't even want to really call it attempt because he doesn't really attempt uh, to to get in the way of an EK scoring. The saviour of Reading FC, let's just remember. It's, it's just bad defending. It's All of it is bad defending. And This is the problem the, I have with Guinness Walker. I think he's trying his best. I think he gives everything when he's on the pitch. But the problem is he can't actually defend. Attacking-wise, there was definitely some positives. And the problem is that's the same with all our left-backs. They've all got major, but, major flaws. I guess. Actually, this probably moves us nicely on to the fact of... The format, the formation which Sellers is playing, and the rigidity of which he wants to use this formation, because we've all said over the last 
whatever it is, two months or so, the if you're going to play four two two two, it's very narrow. Your two attacking midfielders are not wingers; they're they're quite narrow. They're very central. Um, but actually, your wing backs are really you're reliant on your wing backs to get forwards. But playing this system, it doesn't allow you to push your wing backs forward because you don't have enough cover behind to cover when they come forwards. There's not enough defensive structure in place so they don't come forwards enough last season when we you know were playing with five at the back guinness walker almost acted as a left winger yesterday he doesn't you don't see him attacking into the box particularly because he doesn't he, he can't do that because there's no there's no cover behind there's no cover behind when he tries to attack because there's nothing there's no there's no third central defender or there's no third central midfielder there's no Nobody who will be able to drop in and do that for him. It's it's a real uh, not conundrum, but it's it's a real kind of dig on on Sellers at the minute because you, although playing four two two two, it's not a you know it's not the only problem, right? But you need he has to learn to adapt and change slightly. The system, like even just the way the system works, has to change slightly, right, Paul? Because you can't, you can't keep playing this same system, especially away from home. Can't keep playing the same system, and then finding yourself getting torn open, especially late in games, and especially when it's going badly. He doesn't do anything to change it. It's just absolutely catastrophic. Um, yeah, I don't like the formation. It's not working enough to us to justify it. You could say yesterday we were okay and we were until we conceded the first goal, but it's not also creating any massive clear-cut chances. So I don't know. I, the problem is we just don't have any real quality players. So what I would do is I would See, flood I the midfield I... with more players because I think that's what we need to do. That's our strongest area. And that, that, that's Exactly. Yeah, what I, I think you'd also. I would. I think. Yeah, you have to play someone like Savage, maybe in midfield, wing, and then you can have Craig. Whether you want Savage in there or not, or whether you want someone else, I think it's pretty much irrelevant. Maybe you could have a Hutchison if there is injured or fit. I don't know what he is now. Who knows with Reading? He's most probably turned into like an animal or something. But I do wonder what is happening with his mind when he's thinking I'm persisting with this. And I know it's exactly what he did at Southampton. So it's not a massive surprise that he's done this, Matt. But at some point, I feel like, you know, he's not proven to be anyway near a good manager, is he? He's showing a lot of flaws at the moment. I mean, if you don't learn from your mistakes, you're never going to move forward, right? You know, like, sure, you might have this system you want to play. And to be fair, you know, we, we, we've discussed it. We discussed it during, during the week and, you know, had our, had our differences of opinions on it. But, I mean, you can still see where things are going wrong. And we're seeing this not just on one occasion. We're seeing this week in, week out, you know, and especially away from home. Like like I say, you know, you've got your formation you want to play, but come on, learn from your mistakes and learn from what's happening in front of you. Learn to adapt. If you can't do that, then, you know, you're not going to be a manager because there's going to be times when, you know, you need to adapt things. You're going to need to learn. You're going to need to move things forward. And, you know, at the moment, it's pretty much, you know, cutting your nose off to spite your face kind of thing because you, you just want or he just wants this formation to work, you know. Um, yeah, just, just I think trying a to make it more clever. Like, so a lot, I feel like a lot of it is, is like naivety as well, though, isn't it? It's like he's, 
we know he's like a relatively green rookie manager. And he, he clearly is desperate for this kind of style and formation to work. And it almost feels like because he's never failed before necessarily. Yes, he's not done very well at Southampton, but he, he hasn't been sacked anywhere. He's never felt failure. So he doesn't, it's almost like he doesn't know that he needs to adapt. It's a really odd situation. Um, and we, you know, we could discuss whether Ruben Sellers is right going forwards, et cetera, et cetera. I, I don't really think it's worth it currently because let's be perfectly honest. A, is there even anybody out there to sack him? B, is there any money to sack him? Probably not. Um, and C, what what change are you going to do? Like I've seen people suggest Neil Warnock coming in, and it's like I I don't I, I don't see it as realistic. Like we we struggled to get a manager in summer. We, I don't think we're going to go and get out and get a manager who's you know who's just left a championship team. He's um, going to get a better offer than us at some point. He's just waiting. I mean, why would you come to a club that's absolutely like, basically fucked, isn't it? Um, there's, there's no two ways about it. And you're going to go to a club that's in a terrible position, probably, if you're Colin, and you end up in a team that's near the bottom of, um, of the championship. championship or maybe trying to get out of League One. His, his stock is always diminishing, you know, rapidly because, you know, he's almost as old as, like, the fucking the earth, isn't he now? But I reckon is zero chance of that. Zero chance. It's, it's just one of those... I feel like ultimately the where the club is in the you know in the context of where the club is not paying bills not necessarily being able to pay wages Matt the managers who are going to kind of come in are either a flawed b inexperienced or c not very good you're going to get one of those three and at the minute we've kind of got a mixture of all three um you might get lucky and get a manager who comes in as a as a rookie manager who's good, um, but you might not. And at the minute, it feels like we've got one who isn't. Yeah, it, I, it, in my opinion, it's pointless even talking about it right now because it's like you know, it's just not going to happen. You know, we're we're not in a position where 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 we can sack a manager as much as you know you might you know you might love the guy you might hate the guy to the end of the earth it's it's just not gonna it's just not gonna happen so there's just no point kind of discussing it we've not got an owner at the moment who can bloody sack an owner uh, sack a manager you know so it's it's a it's a pointless conversation you know if I, I will say no, no. <laughs> I, I, I wish we could <laughs> I will say this isn't uh. Uh, this isn't us giving Sellers a pass in any way for what it's worth because he needs to improve. Like, no, it's just the reality to, that the, rea- but the reality of the situation it, so. is, yeah. Yeah, we'd love to be able to say, oh, yeah, we can go and get another manager. And if that happens, brilliant, um, fantastic. Um, we'd love that type of new owner comes in, get a new manager in, who's not going to be astonishing because our situation is so bad, but a little bit of experience makes us basically into an utter shithouse team and we stay up in League One, I'm sure all three of us would 100% take that. But the probability of that is bordering on zero, isn't it? As we speak. As we speak, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, you know who else was bordering on zero after about 65 minutes was Reading's chance of getting a point, obviously. Because (laughs) the second goal for Charlton was... 
This uh, this one's not even awful defending. I'll be perfectly honest. I don't think it's it's not terrible uh, defending in in any way. Really, I think Guinness Walker comes out to to meet the strike uh, the the winger. I think it's is it Taylor Blackett, hmm. and he hits it from twenty yards and just puts it in the top corner. And you're like, well, it, it, I'm sitting there in the way, and you kind of think, well, what the what the fuck are you meant to do? That's when exactly goals what like this I go against thinking. you, yeah. Looking like back, he could have got a little bit tighter to Guinness Walker, but I feel that's like, you know, that's, I don't think we're, that's we're fair on him. Right? We're nitpicking, Yeah, yeah, to, I to don't say. think that's fair on him. I it's think like, yeah. it's just a cracking strike, isn't it? He's, he's, you know, he's got too much time, but God, he's a good strike. you got to say that. Yeah, it's a, it's a great strike. And he scored from 20 yards and you're just like, you're 1-0 down in an away game. You haven't won 20 games away from home, 19 or however many it was. And then you get a winger who just, Bangs it in, and we're in League One. Let's not forget. Um, you get a winger who just bangs it into a top corner from twenty yards. And you're like, well, give us a break! Like, it's just you don't. Harps, no one. Harps you don't need to, what, to score. Yeah, but it, it it harps back all the way to what we said about you know Nibs taking that first chance, right? Yes, you know, yeah. like 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 you, you changes we, the game. We, we we lack that ability just to you know finish the simplest of chances. And then you yep. go behind it and then you get kind of what 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 you deserve. You kind of get what's coming to you at that point. You know, like that there are other chances in the game as well. You know, Kelvin had a few chances, which again couldn't take, you know, which I'd love to discuss Kelvin for a minute or two because at the minute I don't think he is earning his place as a starter. I know really that's a little bit harsh on him. I, I feel I, I think he's a striker who looks like he hasn't scored for quite a while now. I mean, we're not talking months and months and months, but I think we are talking months and months. It's which game is it in the League Cup? Which is months and months and months yeah, ago. Yeah, it is, but there's also been international breaks in there as well. Uh, so, yeah. It, for me, it's not a case of that he isn't scoring, but when he's on the ball, I think he's. He tries to do so much. Mm. He wants to beat a man every time. And you're like, yeah. I understand you are clearly, he's clearly a very confident person um, in terms of his ability on the ball. But you need to be able to just sometimes do something simple. Yes, sometimes when you are, you know, going to beat a man and get a shot away, that's great. You've created a chance for yourself. But also, if you work with the team a little bit more, Perhaps like more chances might fall to you rather than you needing to create everything for yourself. Um, I think I, he's I, another one of the players which we've probably got about nine or ten of them in the team, and decision making is very, very erratic. Yeah. I think he's trying to so limited chances up front. He's trying to do too much on a consistent basis. Some of that was probably inexperience yeah. as well. I mean, there's like when it was one nil, he had the chance to make it one all with a shot, which was you know that was nowhere near like a certain goal. And Maybe he created he it fast into Ballard. I, I'm not sure. I'd have to see it again. Yeah. But it's, it's yeah. I I would I would like to see Ballard and Smith playing up front together soon. Yeah, well, no, sooner rather sure. than later yeah. on Tuesday, ideally for me. You might see it. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, we'll we'll discuss the third goal. Lots of Reading fans are left by this point, so um, you know this might be the first time that you found out that we've actually conceded three. We actually conceded four. So, um, yeah, lots of Reading fans have already begun to leave by this point, Paul. You, I think you and Matt obviously were on your way out as this one went in, and this one's just again. 
I mean, a poor piece of defending. The cross comes in easily from the right-hand side. Again, Lewis Wing has really done a pretty poor job at attempting to get in the way of Alfie May. Swung his boot at it, completely misses it, and Alfie May's got a tap-in from about eight yards. I've no idea. I mean, I know you mentioned this earlier. Why? 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 I want to go Delilah now. But um, uh, why is Bindon playing a right back? It is absolutely... I, I feel for him because he's not there. He shouldn't be in that position. But, yeah, the goal was another shambles, wasn't it? And um, just another one to add to the collection, really. Um which one do you think is the worst goal we've conceded this season? I mean, if you had that, you could probably do about a top 10 and they'd be really quite shite, wouldn't they? They wouldn't just be a little bit bad. They'd be really bad. Who, who would you play at right back and centre back at the minute? Well, this is the problem at the moment. We haven't actually got that many options that we could let's play. Assume, okay. I mean, let's assume that everybody was fit and available. If everybody was fit, briefer? Is he fit or is he injured? I mean, he seems to have vanished. So yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to assume that he's he's fit, okay? Because really just for the you. sake of this podcast, the reality doesn't matter. As very often as you will notice, as listeners, we can talk utter bollocks on a repeated basis. I'm going to put a briefer in there, and I'm going to get Harley Dean out of that team because he's not adding anything to it. So I would put Binden in there back there at centre half. He might make mistakes, but I'd rather see a young player making mistakes than Harley Dean. That that's my feeling on it. Matt. Um it's just we're trying to pick between, you know, three crap players, you know. Um oh, I, I wouldn't have a briefer there, I don't think, you know, to be honest. I, oh, I, <laughs> my only rationale is that I think Yidam's out. If he was fit out of Oh, I'm talking if everybody's fit and available though. Oh, yeah, if everyone's yeah, fit yeah. and available. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. If everyone's fit and available, then you know, as much as I think people might hate it, you know, I think you've got to go to, um, I think you've got to go to Yeardham, you know, uh, uh, and Benge can play there. Um, I mean, for me, the front, the back four, if you're going to stick to a back four, as Ruben Teller seems to want to, it's Yeardham at right back, Binden, Abbey, and then Guinness Walker. With Binden potentially being replaced by maybe a Tom McIntyre or a Holmes, maybe. Mm-hmm. I, but really, it's kind of a, you know, I don't know what the best solution is at, at centre back at the minute because it feels like Abby's the only one who's really performing. So I think we should all say how good this It's insane. He's played centre back and we've conceded four goals. But I just want to say how good Nelson Abbey was at so many points in that game yesterday. If you were a scout watching that game from any club and you're in, it doesn't matter who you're watching, you would have noticed him. He stood out like a shining light. He was absolutely brilliant in so many parts. Was he flawless? No, but he was so good for his age. The fact that you saw Charlton fans praising him, despite the fact that we'd lost 4-0, like you could see Charlton fans praising him online afterwards. Despite the fact that Reading have just lost 4-0, it, it, it said a lot. It, he, his reading of the game is really, really good. Um, I mean, it's going to be sad when he leaves in two months' time in January, isn't it? Because we're going to be monumentally screwed at centre-back. But 
fingers crossed something <laughs> he doesn't need in January. Like that would be nice. Um, yeah, we'll discuss the fourth goal very briefly, I guess, as well, because there was one more goal in injury time. This was what I'd left by this point as well. I've, I've not, I've, I'm not doing myself any favors standing around watching the fourth goal, which is just a long ball played in behind the right back from what 55 yards away from goal. Um, yeah, he's miles away. The, the right winger just plays it, and there's only three guys back. There's Binden and Binden and Mola, and, uh, and Mola came on at centre back again yesterday, and uh, not Binden, sorry, Abby and Mola. Um, and the ball just gets played in basically behind behind them both, and it's pretty much just a standard finish past David Button into the centre of the goal for four 0 and we it's can see the four, and you can't blame Button for any of them. I mean, I've finally found a positive <laughs> from yesterday. Is uh, that I, like, I'm not cannot gonna, pin any of them on David. We won't Button. go into David Button just in case Matt needs to go on a, a rant about him. But it's no, just sorry, I'm having I'm having flashbacks already. So just please it, let's 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 move on. <laughs> it's, just, it, uh, yeah. it's a dark first, time to be a Reading fan. It really is. So you have to find some kind of. Um, weird kind of humor at this time because uh, it's the only way to get through it, I think. The really frustrating thing is, and uh, like you're seeing people saying, Oh, I'm getting sick of going to game. Like, I've, I've seen people putting mm. it like on their you know, their Instagram photos or whatever, like you know, getting sick of it, etc. The thing is, the bit I'm sick of really is I'm sick of seeing us collapsing games. I'm not mm. like, yes, I'm sick of seeing us lose, obviously, but like, I'm sick of seeing us collapse and just look like we're just done there's so many experienced players in that team we we like we obviously have brought in a lot of kids into the team and, and youth and experienced players but there's, there's a lot of experienced players still in that team david button harley dean harvey nibs is experienced sam smith is very experienced in league one lewis wing is very experienced in league one we go two nil down and it's like where are they like what like where's the Where's anybody standing up? Where's the leadership of somebody, you know, taking the team by the scruff of the neck a bit and kind of saying, you know, shape up, move yourself into a defensive shape. Don't let them just wander through us. Because once we went to 2-0 yesterday, it just collapsed. It was it just really, it's... really pathetically poor that there's nobody that, you know, there is experienced players in there and there's nobody who like, who steps up and kind of wants to, see them all take responsibility. I don't I don't understand like what the kind of dynamic is there at all. I mean, and it's not just collapsing to the point of, you know, losing three, four nil. It's the collapsing at the end of a game when you're trying to see a game out, when you're trying to get a point. Cause you know, you look yeah. at Leighton Orient, um, you know, collapse at the end of the game, lose a point. You look at um Cambridge, lost a point at the end of the game. Um Exeter, Exeter. lost a point. You know, and that's just this season. That's before you go back to last season. So it's the mixture of, you know, both collapsing at at the key point at the end of the game when you're about to get a point and also collapsing to the point of losing three, four, five nil that we've seen so many times. It's just a, it's the most horrible, com like, it, it's the ho most horrible combination because you, no matter where you are in a game, you're now just expecting it. You know, yesterday I was I, I was waiting for the goal to come for for Charlton. You know, I was waiting for that to happen. Then one came. It was like, right, how many more are they going to get? You know, and Leighton Orient was the same. It's like 
like as much as I hate to think it, they're gonna they're gonna score here at some point, and there's nothing you can do. The frustrating thing I think as well is with obviously you know we've we've been like you know we're close to scoring points as you say Exeter Cambridge this season um, we're not like a million miles away from these teams. Ultimately, I know we're losing games 3-4-0. Might as well be, though, Alex, because we're not and actually that's, that's the problem, right? we for as, any points. So. Yes, in terms of yeah. points, we might as well be losing yeah. every game 5-0 because it makes zero difference how you perform anymore. If you don't pick up any points, it's irrelevant. Um, Especially when just, you never score the first goal. Yeah. that's. I mean, that's the desperation thing, right? We need we need to score first at some point away from home. We have to because otherwise we're not we're not going to win any points and we are going to get relegated ultimately. We just can't, you can't continue this run of, of missing golden chances away from home. Um, and if, if it continues it like, you know, why are these players playing? If you, if you're missing big chances and we're still not scoring, drop them. I don't, like we have to score goals away from home. If we're not scoring goals, change the lineup, change the system. You have to do something. You can't, keep going with, with with what we're doing it isn't working and on that cheery note we've got Fleetwood at home on Tuesday <laughs> in a massive six pointer in League One in the middle of October can't wait we are absolutely all buzzing for that aren't we absolutely I'm sure everyone listening to this is thinking I cannot wait to go to a Tuesday night at the end of October and watch us get a nil-nil with Fleetwood <laughs> it's like Oh, let's hope we're wrong. And I hope we do get something against them. I hope we get the win. And I do hope that someone comes in for Aziz and plays in his position, please. Yes, <laughs> it would it would ease up a lot of frustration. I mean, Aziz is given everything, but he is a master of making the easy look incredibly hard and the hard look very easy. It's a very weird combination of a player. But yeah, I think maybe it's time to give Vickers a go there. I think it really is. I, I think there's so many players we can kind of pin with that same kind of, um, yeah. uh, you know, opinion, to be honest. You, you know, I think, like, 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 I think Aziz has been that one for, for the longest. And I think that's why everyone obviously focuses on that. But there's well, so many. Sat, like, discussed that. Kelvin. Yeah, we discussed Kelvin. Charlie, we discussed Sam Hutchinson, who we said, oh, Michael Craig just come in. We discussed him a few weeks ago. You know, we, Harvey Nibs. You know, there's so many, there's so many, and yet the majority of them are still starting. Yeah, let's do prediction yeah. then. What is our predictions then for a game against Fleetwood on Reading the... five, Fleetwood nil? Yep, you're pissed. <laughs> so, uh, Matt, what are you going for? Um, <laughs> I'm going to go even more bonkers. Reading seven, Fleetwood. No, 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 I'm not. No, I'm not. Um, I'll say we're going to win one nil. Yeah, like I like I've I've not predicted a win for, for so so long. If any it like like for those that listen to, you know, the preview podcast, it's just become just it's just impossible to predict a win. But I and I don't know. I don't know if it's fleet if if you can't beat Fleetwood at home, who are bottom of the table. Don't say that, Matt. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um yeah, I'm. I'm. I think I'm going to go one nil with Alex. One nil, maybe. maybe yeah, sure. One. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go two one because um, 
it's inevitable that we're conceding goal. So I'd be astonished if we don't, but I'd be happy no if that is the case. Obviously, there was Burton when we didn't do that. And Stevenish, but they only had 10 men. But we will continue and we will see how it goes, Alex, won't we? So I think we've wrapped up now, aren't we? Yep. We'll be back on Wednesday talking about Fleetwood at home for some more, godforsaken reason. More therapy. Like, yeah. I, I, hopefully today has been a nice, nice amount of therapy for everybody, if nothing else. Definitely not being uplifting. It's no. <laughs> I'll tell you what wasn't uplifting just before we finish was the absolutely. If we don't have to go back to the valley for a while, you know, maybe they get promoted or something. I'll, I won't be disappointed. It's a shit away day. It, the only advantage of, the only advantage of the valley is it's in London. I'm sorry, that's it. That's the only uh, good the, thing. The, about the, it. The, the, there was a, there was a few things for me. Charlton, they'd run out of pretty much everything even before half, like I went to go get some food um, because we couldn't find anything on the way over um, at about 30 minutes. They'd already pretty much run out of everything apart from vegan sausage rolls. I had to eat a fucking vegan sausage roll in the second. And I had to buy one for my brother as well. Cause he wanted, cause he wanted food. So I was like, right, right two vegan, what, what else you got? It was like Kit Kat. And oh my God, it was just shocking. But one, one little kiosk for an away end of 3000. I mean, just shocking. Um, I mean, Charlton. I'm not sure all... the vegan bit is the outrage. I think it's the fact that it was dreadful. I think that oh, was the awful. Oh, oh it was so a shocking, it. shocking sausage roll. I mean, I'm it was so literally like cat food. It was horrible. Can't, can't see the goal line at the near end if you're stood at the back no, of the. You can't actually. You can't it's you're right. Yeah. Just, yeah. 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 Right like, yeah. I, I don't want to, you know, piss around, piss on Charlton too much here, but. Just, you like, won four now. You got the trophy, so well done. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, you've, you've got. I'm, the I'm just bitter, yeah. clearly, but I'm. I'm not like. We're more frustrated with everything Reading FC than you. I'm not you desperate know, to visit the again like, anytime soon. Yeah. Let's be honest. No, I'm, so, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one, Alex. Not, I'm with not, you. Not crap. Exactly Stewards were crap. You know. <laughs> Don't let Lansley loose now. Just let's let's finish. No, let's let's end it. Let's end it before before something just goes massively wrong. We'll be back on Wednesday, uh, you know, something like the Fleetwood game. And fingers crossed we're talking about Reading winning 3-0, playing beautiful football. Um, if not, we'll discuss it anyway, probably. So, you know, tune in then. Uh, if you've enjoyed, drop us a five-star rating on iTunes and Spotify. We do appreciate it very much. And we will speak to you all on Wednesday. Cheers. <laughs>